Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Jessie Hughes. I hope you are having a beautiful day and that my podcast inspires you, heals you, and helps you set intentions to keep high vibes in your life. I will tell you my life stories, recipes, and habits for healing and what I've learned from being a single mom, a wife, a sister, a daughter, a neighbor, and a friend. Today, I am going to talk about my relationship with my mother. (laughs) Those of you who know me, any nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, you might be worried right now, (laughs) but (laughs) you don't need to. This this podcast, uh, this time, I just want to help you to lessen your suffering if you have had mother issues too. So, you know, um, when I was 18 years old, just to start, I ended up getting um, a face full of third grade acne. And eventually my mother talked me into getting onto Accutane. So I had this acne and I, my whole face was just basically covered in overnight because of a cough medicine that I took for uh, bronchitis or pneumonia. I was coughing really bad. One of the side effects was acne. And so basically I went from having pretty clear skin to not having clear skin at all. So I really had to learn how to cope with that. Um, The Accutane didn't really work well. And so I would buy really good makeup from the mall. And I used that to cover up my makeup or to cover up my acne. And I um, eventually started getting chem pills. And I wish I had never taken the Accutane because it changed my skin. My skin used to tan better and now it kind of gets uh, more red. So, you know, no big deal. I love myself and my skin anyways. Um, But you know, when you're young, especially, it's hard to work with your insecurities, (laughs) right? Okay, so I, at that time in my life, and actually a little younger, 16, 17 years old, I was a Mormon and I had this bishop who was also my best friend's uncle, one of my best friends. And I had a very honest relationship with him. He was very concerned about me for, I don't know why, but he was concerned about me and I was very honest with him. So I would talk to him about um, my friends and smoking marijuana, the occasional sex I had with my boyfriend. And he actually really wanted me to progress in the way that he thinks you should progress. He offered to pay me to read the Book of Mormon, but I didn't want to be paid to do something that I felt should be spiritual and desired by my heart for me 
to do that, to do so. And of course, I'd already been exposed to the Book of Mormon and the Bible um, throughout my upbringing. And at that time, I just didn't have a grasp or desire for it. And uh, um, so clearly, I am not um, a practicing Mormon. Now, I do accept people who are Mormons. There's several Mormons in my life. Um, but my mother is a Mormon. And anyways, to have a really good relationship with my mother, you should probably consider being a Mormon. <laughs> so anyways, this um, bishop of mine was so great. And he was like a friend to me. And um, he, he would speak to me about my relationship with my mother. And uh, he, uh, he encouraged me to do extra service for her. So I already had chores. I already had service to do for her, helping with my younger siblings and around the house. So he encouraged me to go the extra mile. And that's a Mormon teaching. I don't know if other people teach that. But it's a very common theme in Mormonism to go the extra mile. If somebody asks you to do something, you do it, and then you do a little more. So I was doing these acts of kindness and this extra service for her. Uh, but it wasn't changing the relationship I had with her. And he knew my struggle. He knew that I wanted to get along with my mother. So we would pray together, and he encouraged me to pray at night for a better relationship with her. Uh, then he encouraged me to spend uh, 15 minutes with her and to ask for um, a 15-minute time slot at a time that would be convenient for her. So we scheduled, uh, it might have been a 2.30 appointment on a Sunday afternoon, and I went into her room to to speak with her. And uh, she said, okay, so what did you want to talk about? And I said, uh, I, I don't know, just anything. And she said, well, I don't have anything to talk to you about, so you can leave. And she was really wrapped up in her own things. Um, she was wrapped up in the books that she was reading and whatever she liked to do, napping, eating the chocolate that she would hide, <laughs> whatever she liked to do. Um, so she, she definitely wasn't interested in my life, my friends, my work, my school. And for whatever reason, that's fine now. It was a really big struggle then that she wasn't interested in, in my life. Um, and there's more and more I could get into about the family dynamics and everything, but I struggled because I didn't get the attention that I wanted from her and needed and craved. Uh, so I never acquired a good relationship with her. And I decided a few years ago to dissolve it because of some toxic behavior and things that I had noticed from the past that had come up recently in that year 
2015. I, I just had too much um, memories, too many memories and too much experience where I decided I needed to end this because it wasn't healthy. So I dissolved that relationship. However, my younger years, those teenage years when I was trying and giving the extra service and praying, <clears throat> I did start to develop a relationship with other mothers. So one mother, mm, Mother Earth. And I was, in, I was in an accident when I was 17. There were five people in my brother's Nova that I was driving his 73 Nova with a 307 engine. It was really cool. So, <laughs> uh, I, I loved driving that car. Uh, so, the relationship with Mother Earth, I was in that car, I got in a, I got in a car accident. There were five of us in the car. We were going to pick up a sixth person because that car could seat six people. We were on our way to an opera. We didn't make it. We got in a car accident and the only two people in the car who were injured were me and my Navajo friend. So my parents took me to the hospital, my mom and my stepdad. One of them took me to the hospital. I had, uh, I, I received some muscle relaxers perhaps. They weren't really helping. And um, I just, I was in so much pain. And my friend knew I was in pain. And she had gone to get this uh, Navajo Indian medicine. They called it Indian medicine. So the uh, lady was actually a white woman who learned it from a black woman who learned it from a Navajo. Well, I went, I was eventually invited to go get this because my friend and her mother needed to go back to this woman because there had been some energy transference and uh, my friend's mother had become um, in pain. She had taken on her daughter's pain so we needed to go again to redo it, or they needed to go again. And they invited me along. So I made some lemon squares for this woman. She saged us. Uh, I was supposed to take a hot bath beforehand. I did a hot bath with salt. I went and I received this healing from her. And I laid down on the carpet, but before I did, uh, I, she was saging everybody. She was smudging us and I said, oh, uh, would you like me to do that for you? And she laughed. Everyone laughed because that's not just something a typical 17-year-old white Mormon girl is going to do. So I get on the carpet and she gets the chills and she says, you know how to do this. You already know from a past life. And so she gave me this amazing energy session it's similar to Reiki, but they put their hands on you. So it was a really beautiful experience. I had never felt better in my life. I felt better physically. I felt better emotionally. I felt better spiritually. And eventually I went and bought my own sage, my own smudge stick. 
and started smudging myself and taking these hot baths and cleansing myself and healing myself and healing others. This was a really beautiful experience with me and this is part of my Mother Earth experience and getting close to Mother Earth and the divine energy of Mother Earth. And I learned other ways to heal naturally over the years and I, I always am still learning new things about healing naturally and that is my strong relationship with Mother Earth. Uh, so eventually I was also introduced to Wicca and the goddess religion and Native American based uh, new moon talking circles and I uh, oh, oh, let's just see here uh, so new moon talking circles and <clears throat> in when I was 23 I, I, I received the uh, autobiography of a yogi and as I read it over that summer I felt Divine Mother's love every time I opened that book. And that is what Paramahansa Yogananda, the author of Autobiography of a Yogi, prayed for, actually, is that he could, through him, give, uh, like let others feel Divine Mother's love. So that was a really amazing experience for me. Well, all, all of this, you know, Mother energy, divine mother energy, goddess energy, mother earth's energy has been in my life. And last year, I became interested in Catholicism because of Saint Corona. I had heard of her and she is the patron saint of pandemics. So I learned about her. And I became very interested in the saints, but didn't really know where to begin and kept thinking I should go to a Catholic church. Mm. Well, I never went, but I did go to the beach several times that summer. And in the fall, actually, and every time I go, I went to that beach, I just kept feeling like um, I was connecting with Mother Earth or Divine Mother. And I also just kept feeling like I was going to fall in love. So this is a recurring theme in my life and I feel like I'm going to fall in love and then I fall in love more with, um, with uh, God. So what happened was I was walking down the sidewalk and I look over and I thought I saw Jehovah Witnesses. And I looked a little closer and I saw they had rosaries and so I asked them if they were Catholics and they said, yes, we are. Would you like um, a cross and a little pendant with Mary? And I accepted it and I told them that I'm interested in the saints. And uh, they prayed. F then he asked if he could pray for me. And I said, certainly. So he put his hands on me. He prayed for me. And then other people came up and talked to me and prayed for me. And then more people came up and talked to me and prayed for me. And this went on for an hour. Then one woman in particular, she was praying for me. 
And she told me while she was praying for me that I am fine just the way that I am and that God created me like this and just how I am. And I had a, a vision in my mind. Uh, I could see in my mind, um, maybe my third eye, that um, the, the, uh, the lady of Guadalupe, how she is, I, I've seen pictures of her, and I saw her, and then I saw Jesus in his robes, and then I saw another image of Jesus holding a heart out towards me, and I described it as having gold on it. Now, I don't have a perfect third eye, so what I saw was, it was very fast, that I saw it all within seconds. And after that hour of prayer and that vision, I felt like I had received a new heart, a brand new, strengthened heart. And I still feel that way today. That feeling hasn't passed. I give credit to my younger self for praying for a relationship with my mother for how all, all of this happened and all of this came about. So some really beautiful things happened. <laughs> some really beautiful things happened towards the end of last year, actually around Christmas time. I was given uh, three rosaries. One I gave to myself, one was from my cousin, and one was from uh, another friend um, and, and another lady. And, um, <clears throat> okay, so it, it was so nice to receive these gifts of rosaries. The other gift I received was a, a crystal or, pr or precious stone in the shape of a heart that stimulates your third eye. And there's nothing more perfect. That was the perfect gift for me to receive. I can't think of anything more perfect after that experience I had. And it just really meant a lot to me to get that gift. Oh, so also at the last year, I started doing this and I will start doing them again. I just uh, need maybe next new moon or the next the new moon women's talking circle. So I ended up inviting these women to a new moon talking circle. These women who I'm involved with through um, a service team at uh, a, a religious institution. And they, um, they all uh, came, so uh, a few of them came, and we, there were seven of us all together and we each put a stone onto a stick and I didn't really know how to do it. And then we took our turns uh, speaking our truth. And I eventually got some copper wire and redid putting the stones onto the st stick that I had found close to my home. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So it's a really beautiful talking stick. And we did have another session and we had food afterwards and it was it was a really fun experience and anyways a talking circle if you've never been to one and if you're a man you probably haven't especially if it's a woman's new moon talking circle so you make a talking stick and you can make it with chakra stones which is what we put on it seven chakra stones and then I put another crystal on it at the top um, and the the point of having a talking circle is for each woman to be honored and nurtured and to hold that talking stick and everyone else is silent or they say ho and that's just like agreement encouragement understanding it's, it's a Native American word from the tradition I was taught to just say ho. And um, it's actually, it's kind of funny, but it's actually very sacred. And you can just have that time to hold that stick, sing a song, say a poem, sit in silence, speak your heart, speak your truth, say what you're grateful for, anything that comes to your mind and your heart that you just want to say and speak and everyone else holds the space. So you can do this with yourself, with your daughters, with your friends, with your family, with your neighbors, with strangers. You can do this <coughs> circle and it's really heal healing and really honors the woman that you are. And by honoring the woman that you are, you can also, it also honors the woman that divine blessed mother is and then you get to know her better and you get to love her better so this is that's a really wonderful way to connect with mother um, so also connecting with mother of course I was on my way to becoming one I became a mother when I was 24, 23, if you count the time that um, you're pregnant. So I, you know, was learning to love myself, learning to love mother. And, you know, I had that acne and I learned how to take care of my beauty. And I le learned how to buy makeup and get chem pills and facials and uh, really learned how to love the beautiful part of me. Now, there's also something in my life that's been knocking at the door of my mind lately. And this is Carl Jung's um, talk of the shadow. And I see people talking about our shadow. And of course, we all have one. And, and that's the part that can be hard to love uh, and to love and accept our shadow and to love and accept that, hey, sometimes we have that very strong negative nature to us that we might feel we need to use once in a while. It's best if we can heal ourselves before it gets to the point that we're using that strong negative part destructively. But sometimes you just have to use that strong negative part Okay, so um, so let's talk about dating because that's really my coaching and my dating part. 
and, and my forte and what I really want to talk to people about is dating so if you're a, a woman or a man because I know this happens to both but um, if you're on a date and somebody is pressuring you to have sex you might have to use that strong negative shadow part of you to say no to end the date to walk away to call 911 if you have to to really make that presence to say no if you don't want to now at the same time i'm saying this to save your life i once met the woman the only surviving woman of ted bundy ted, ted bundy ted bundy's victims she is the only surviving victim and how she survived is she did everything he told her to do okay so that's how that is how she survived and then since then she's done a lot of healing a lot of forgiving and she even told me that she forgave him and she said that the reason she forgave him is she was doing some like journey work um, like some shamanic journey work and she was told that she was the last person who needed to forgive him all the other women had died and been able to forgive him but she was still living and still had not forgiven him because it's, it's more difficult to forgive when you're living on this earth and suffering through the the post-traumatic stress responses so she forgave him she went on to be married and to have children and to have grandchildren and she celebrates womanhood with her daughters and her granddaughters in her own special way it's i'm not at liberty to say but maybe i could say later and just not re reference it exactly to her so someday i'll talk about what she told me again without referencing it to her to keep her privacy someday in the future but she really honors women and, and having a talking circle honors women uh, giving your kids so i give i have two daughters and i give them princess days or i used to give them princess days when they were younger i think It'd be a good idea now, but I probably spoiled them a little bit, but they still deserve a princess day um, where I would let them choose what they eat, choose where we got to, to go, and just really made the day about them. And so that's a really good way to heal too, is to give princess days. Now, I, I don't really want to um, exclude people from what I'm talking about because I, I do talk about Divine Mother and I do talk about God. I don't want to exclude atheists. I don't want to exclude atheists or anybody from any religion. I think what I have to say about life and relationships, whether you agree with my beliefs or not, I want you to be able to be broad-minded and open-hearted enough that you can take and, and take what you want from what I say and 
leave the rest behind. So, uh, creating relationship with mother or with, with divine mother or with our own mothers or with other people in your life who could be a mother or just other people, no matter what their gender, is a really beautiful act that will heal your life. So being able to get yourself to where you love yourself and honor yourself and where you love others. So like the talking, the talking stick circle, taking that talking stick, speaking your truth, then passing it on, letting other people speak their truth to, to love them. See, and you build that relationship by letting other people have their moments and, and their thunder and their their life and sharing that life with you while you hold space and sharing your life with others while they hold space so because I didn't have great uh, what I thought was a great example as a mother even though she did a lot of things that were great okay I was actually my mother actually told me about a book that I read called How to Speak So Your Child Will Listen and Listen So Your Child Will Speak. Or it might say talk. There's also one for teens. That helped me a lot. I read that book, one of those books, and it really helped me to talk with my children better and to be able to listen to them more. And this has really created inner beauty with me, inner beauty with my children, to where we can communicate with each other. You know, and I have one child who really disagrees with me politically, but we can still talk and listen <laughs> to a point. Sometimes we have to end the conversation short. But giving each other space and, and this is something she kind of needs to learn because I didn't grow her and raise her up to do talking circles I should have but I was just really overwhelmed with all the responsibilities of being a single mother and and I didn't always take the time for special things like that one thing I did take time for and <laughs> she's come up with a, a list of reasons why this was so horrible for her but I used to make her say the Ho'oponopono chant to me and my other daughter we would say it 11 times each to each person so I would look at one daughter and then I would look at the other daughter and then they would look at each other and say it 11 times each looking at each other and the Ho'oponopono mantra is I'm sorry please forgive me thank you I'm sorry and I only learned about this about six and a half years ago so it was about six years ago that I sat down with my children every night for a while it might have been about a month and we would do this it doesn't take that much time these but you say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. I think I said it wrong the first time. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. 
And you say those words and they're very healing. And it's been said that there was a man who worked in a prison in the mental ward and he would say this Ho'oponopono mantra over and over and actually healed everybody of their mental illnesses. So what was happening in my home with my daughters is after having them get in the habit of saying this, what happened was they would have an argument and then one of them would start to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, and they would just start laughing and it just lightened the energy and it just made life so much easier. So this is really something I encourage you to, to do. Oh my gosh, it's so great to ch uh, have a mantra. And I'm going to talk about mantras here for a moment. There's so many. There's Hindu mantras. There's Buddhist mantras. I've done both. I've done the Buddhist Namyoho Renge Kyo. That's a whole nother story. I've done uh, the Maha Mantra, the Hare Krishna, which is the Hare Krishna Mantra. I'll say it for you. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Uh, I've done other mantras for uh, 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 Lakshmi and Ganesh and Shiva, uh, which are just different mantras, uh, a little shorter, a little easier. And what I really have been, I haven't really been saying it out loud, but I'll listen to it. I'll, I just go on YouTube and I listen to the different ways. Um, there's, uh, I think, four different ways, three or four different ways to pray the rosary. So I listen to those. And, and it's very healing. And I, I spoke to someone at this Catholic church and uh, she said that it's a very powerful, very, you know, she just said very powerful thing to do. And I, I watched that uh, movie, Fatima, and it's about these children in Fatima, I think it's Portugal, who, who pray, and they pray Ave Maria, which I understand to means, uh, Mary, I know you're here. Show yourself. So what happened to these three children in Fatima is, uh, the Blessed Virgin Mother, she showed herself to these three children and two of them could hear and two of them could hear her better because they were praying the rosary regularly and the boy wasn't. And it's this true story. It's a very beautiful story. I really encourage you to watch that. It's on, um, I don't really want to advertise for them but it's on Amazon Prime so uh, there 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 we go I'm not getting paid to say that but uh, it's one of the places you can watch it there might be a few others so uh, so you can chant with a rosary you can chant with uh, Hindu beads or Buddhist beads or you can buy mala beads um, you can get them you know very inexpensively you know less than ten dollars or you can spend a hundred or two hundred dollars on your mala beads, which is a strand of a hundred and eight beads, because that's a very sacred and actually very mathematical, astrologically num number. 
I don't know if I'm really expressing myself right here, so... It's an astrologically mathematical number that is great for some amazing spiritual reason to <laughs> say a mantra 108 times. So, like with my kids, I only had them say the Ho'oponopono mantra 11 times, but I actually was spending time um, a couple of years later after that, I was doing that every day, and I think it took me 30 minutes, but I was maybe going slow uh, to do 108 times of the Ho'oponopono. Anyway, uh, having those beads, chanting on them at least one round a day, or, you know, some people chant for two to three hours when it comes to the Maha Mantra or the Namyoho Renge Kyo, chant, they chant for two or three hours a day. There's even uh, one person who is probably chanting uh, 16 hours a day almost uh, to Cora. So, yeah, his name was, his name was Takora. Lived within the past uh, 150 years or so, maybe 200. Anyway, using beads is such a great way to develop a relationship with yourself and with a higher power, God. And really how I envision picking up beads and finding your mantra, whether it's the, the, the rosary or Hindu or Buddhist or Ho'oponopono, which is non-secular, then, which is secular, I meant to say. That is like picking, like stepping onto a path while you're in the deepest depths of hell and that path goes to heaven. And sometimes you might stop chanting and so you're moving a little bit more slowly towards heaven or maybe a little bit backwards <laughs> towards the hellish vibe, but hopefully not. Um, but chanting, praying, doing good works, service, loving people, not sending out negative vibes, you know, stopping yourself from doing that and finding your mantra, your prayer takes you deeper into heaven, takes you deeper into relationships with other people. You know, after I had all that praying done for me a few months ago, my children felt like hugging me more. You know, uh, there was more peace in my home. There was less arguments about politics, even though we were going over the ballots, right? Uh, so this is, it's, it's really good to do this. I really like the Ho'oponopono. I really think people ought to pay attention to this and maybe do this when they meet someone or when they break up with someone or in the middle of a relationship, you know, especially if you're having a problem in the relationship, do this mantra, decide if what's going to happen or, or, or let your path lead you. You know, it might improve your relationship or it might dissolve your relationship. Either way, it, it will bring you growth uh, and love. Ha ha ha. So, uh, I, I was hoping for my mother, my earthly mother, to be more than she could be, but she had her limitations. 
This is why, even though I still keep my distance from her, I can forgive her. And I have the relationship with other mothers, Divine Mother and other people on this earth who are like mothers to me or people who let me be mother to them. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have learned something or that you liked my stories. Have a beautiful day. Next, see you next time.